Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Uh, today, Melinda and I are going to do a market re- market update. Sorry. <laughs> you were going to say a market research. market research. There is a lot of market research that does go into the regular monthly market updates, but that's what we're talking about today. Welcome back, everybody, and um, hope you enjoy this episode. So, yes, uh, I did sort of slip in research, and that's what Melinda does quite a lot of. Um, gives me a bit of an update as we go along, um, and we'll, we'll jump into um, the update and, and let you know what's happening on the ground as well here in uh, in Brisbane after we recover from a quite a, a severe storm that went through last night here. So um, let's jump straight into it and start with the economic update. Yeah, well, look, I think um, as we all know, we're hearing it in the news, we're seeing it in the newspapers, um, the national economy does continue to recover. And, you know, throughout 2021, as the m- months roll through, Queensland itself is showing very robust job opportunities, which is very positive for those that are seeking employment. We know in the last month, we have seen the end of the JobKeeper. Um, we've seen, you know, those government incentives wind right back. But, you know, in Queensland alone, there's been a 15.6% increase in the total number of job advertisements throughout the state just in the last month alone. So there seems to be some really good job opportunities emerging, which is very positive for the local economy. Yeah, I, I think from, from looking out and about, there, there's definitely a lot of work happening. Um, and you do see a lot of people sort of coming into jobs as well. Um, so that is that is a big positive. What about then leading into consumer and business confidence? Well, I think that, um, you know, that V-shaped recovery in the labour market, um, especially in Queensland, it is also helping to keep consumer confidence and consumer sentiment high. So in April, uh, we can look at consumer confidence as measured by the ANZ Roy Morgan Consumer Confidence Index. Um, and the rating did jump Um, and remained strong throughout the month of April. The other thing is business confidence also jumped throughout March, and that was to levels that we've actually not seen since 2013 to 2014. So it is good news for the economy as a whole, and that's also helping to keep housing demand at a high level at the moment throughout the country. So obviously then the combination of jobs and, and confidence, interest rates, Look, I think that, you know, the continued demand for property throughout um, southeast Queensland, especially, it is being supported at a macro level by those very low interest rates. Now, you know, each month the RBA um, does release their statement and, you know, yet again, it's not expected that interest rates are going to see any change until at least 2024 at the earliest. So we are monitoring those minutes monthly that do come through and um, the message is consistent, especially off the back of some lower than expected inflationary numbers that came out throughout the month. You know, it does look like those interest rates are set to stay low for some time yet. And that is definitely, you know, fueling some of this demand for property at a nationwide level, um, but also putting money more money in people's pockets to be able to upgrade their homes or get into the housing market. So, you know, that's following through in some lending data as well that we're looking at. Yeah, so I've, the um, the uh, population growth side of it, and when you're talking about interest rates, obviously then um, with that population growth, and I did hear in the media the other day that there was something like 30,000 people had moved to um, Queensland. Um, I think there was something like 13,000. You'll have obviously the numbers there, but I think there was something like 13,000 to move just to Brisbane. Is that correct? 
Yeah, so the demand um, for property is also being fuelled by population growth into Queensland. So Brisbane alone has seen strong internal migration throughout the 2020 financial year. Um, Our city actually saw an additional 13,779 people move in from other states. That is internal migration. We know the international borders are closed. Now, with the exception of Perth, who also had a much smaller 735 new residents in the same period, every other capital city around Australia um, had a loss of migrants or a loss of um, interstate uh, population movement. So this is a reason why, you know, Australia is not one property market. There are different drivers that, you know, contribute to the local balance between supply and demand. And this is a classic example of that, you know, throughout the pandemic, we have seen an influx of people into southeast Queensland of those, you know, a huge number have come straight into Brisbane as the metropolitan capital. And, you know, this is actually causing that strong demand for housing, both in the sales market and also in the rental market. And it is contributing to that rental crisis that we're experiencing as well. So is it the the people moving, are we getting a lot of first-home buyers or people, like professionals moving up this way? What, What are we sort of seeing on that side of it? Look, I'm, I'm not sure of the breakdown of the demographic that are moving through, but the way we can have a look at who's buying property is to have a look at some of the lending data as a bit of a trend to see, you know, what that breakdown is. And over the last month, we have seen first home buyer activity start to trend a little bit lower. Now, remember, all of the incentives that were driving that first home buyer um, market seem to be, you know, um, drying up a little bit more. So Queensland is now at 31.6%. Um, of all home loans being written are going to first home buyers. Um, What we are seeing, though, based on the lending data, is that in Queensland, investor activity has definitely seen a recent uptick. So investment um, loans are back up to 21.5%, which is still much lower than the long-term trend, but it's definitely now trending higher, not lower. So that's reassuring for those that, um, you know, are looking to invest in Brisbane. Other investors are getting back into the market and, you know, we are seeing more um, money being lended in that space. And, and we'll probably touch on the, we will touch, I should say, on the rental market a little bit later, but I guess that'll probably show why the investors are starting to come back a bit because of the the high demand in that rental market. But um, on, the, on the home side of things, what about, we did talk about, obviously, um, when we fell off the cliff and all those types of things, uh, the home loan, home loan deferral. Yeah, look, the um, home, obviously, throughout COVID, a lot of people did put their homes on deferral. Now, the proportion of home loans that are still on the mortgage deferrals at the end of March is now just 0.7%. So it's actually so low that we're not expecting to see any signs at all of distressed selling, especially here in Brisbane. Um, And we also know that there's been a nationwide uplift in dwelling values over the last few months. So it's really much less likely now that anyone who may still have to sell because they are in financial distress, um, it's much less likely that they'll have to sell for a loss. So it also provides a level of reassurance for people throughout Australia that, um, you know, have had to put their home loans on deferral, at least if they have to sell, um, they won't be more than likely won't be in a negative equity position. So... I guess in the trend that we've sort of gone through there with with the economic side of things, interest rate, consumer confidence, population growth um, and and interest rates, everything on that side of it, that obviously leads then to to buying property. What's the supply side of it like? 
Yeah, look, supply, as we know, is measured in two ways. Um, Long-term supply comes through uh, based on new building approvals, and we are starting to see an increase. We've certainly seen a huge increase in new building approvals for house and land packages off the back of the government um, home builder stimulus that uh, we've seen coming through. Uh, But in Queensland, we have also now seen an increase in the multi-unit Um, building approvals. So that is definitely something to keep in mind because we need to monitor and see long-term where that new supply is coming through and that will be monitored through development applications and, um, and building applications as they become more apparent. But we also can look at supply through listing volumes and get an understanding of, you know, how many properties are listed for sale on the market and how that compares to 12 months ago. Um, now, in Brisbane, if we look at the data itself from CoreLogic, new listings are down 0.7%. So it's almost the same as this time last year. Uh, but remember, this time last year, we, we were in the, the worst of the pandemic. So, you know, it does still say we are in a very, you know, tight listing environment. Um, and when we compare total listings, so they are the total number of properties that are available on the market, uh, we're still down 30.2% compared to this time last year. So this is in the same space of time um, where sales volumes in Brisbane have increased 12.6% over 12 months. So we're seeing more sales fueled by that increased buyer demand, but we're seeing fewer listings and therefore we're, you know, really absorbing some of that old stock. And to be quite honest, everything is selling, even the second um secondary sort of type properties, things on main roads, things in flood flood zones, anything is selling right now. So, you know, if you're wanting to offload an asset that has been an underperformer, perhaps now's the time to do it. Um, That's not advice. It's just saying that everything is selling. There's a buyer for everything at the moment, but it will not always be like this. So it's definitely something to keep in mind. And and it's funny. I mean, I don't question the the data at all, but um, seeing it on the ground and, and watching this day in, day out, I do feel that there's been an increase in more properties coming back. Um, we did things were very very tight we weren't getting listings agents were really struggling to even sign up some listings um, there is there seems to be a lot more listings coming up speaking to agents out out and about I spoke to an agent just the other day he has got quite a few coming up in the next 30 days so there's a lot more activity there's a lot more confidence on that side of thing for people to sell as well yeah and I actually think data is always lagging so you know when we're looking at data it's really telling the story from the past um, and as you say Scott you know what we are seeing in real time through our conversations with agents and through, you know, being out on the ground is that we're starting to see that uptick, which is reassuring for buyers who have been hungry for listings. But it's also good news because sellers are now more confident that they're going to get, you know, a decent price for their property and they are looking to, you know, put their property up on the market. So, yeah. And days on the market? Yeah, look, it's another indicator, um, again, that we can look at through the data. It's definitely trending lower here in Brisbane. However, you know, CoreLogic data is showing the days on the market for Brisbane at 34. Now, you and I both know, I mean, our whole team knows uh, we're seeing days on the market at one or two days. Um, The way days on market is measured is basically uh, recorded uh, by a sales agent. Now, quite often that may be when the property becomes an unconditional sale, whereas a property may go under contract in a matter of hours or in a matter of two or three days. Everything seems to be selling after the very first open home, if it is, you know, on the market and um, and multiple buyers attending. So, you know, we need to treat some of the data with caution when we're relying solely on data. It might not always tell the story of what's really happening on the ground. Yeah, I must say the back end of our week is very, very busy pre- um, preparing for Saturday. If we see a property in a good location we're interested in, uh, we'll do everything 
behind the scenes and be ready uh, on Friday afternoon so that Saturday we're in a position to to move to make an offer on that property as well. So, yeah, the days on the market, if you're in the right area, that can be very, very fast uh, and they can move very quick as well. So, And it's not uncommon to see uh, a property that is listed by a sales agent at about midday on a Friday and um, it's not uncommon for that same agent to close offers uh, you know, less than 24 hours later, sometime on that Saturday. So be prepared. It does happen. Um, and that's where getting, you know, others to assist you in all of your due diligence, due diligence can really um, put you in the best position to secure an opportunity. So so let's run through some um, some overall numbers then on the uh, on the Brisbane market. So looking at the CoreLogic data up to the end of April, um, across the month, we saw dwelling values as a whole increase 1.7%. Um, so the quarterly growth now is up to 5.6% across all of Greater Brisbane, and that equates to annual growth of 8.3%. So we're definitely trending above the long-term average, which is really good news. But as always, um, you know, we need to be cautious about relying on data for all of Greater Brisbane because not all areas or locations um, are moving at the same rate. And in fact, we've got confirmation through data uh, that the top 25 percent of values are growing at a much faster rate of 5.8 percent across Brisbane per month um, as opposed to the middle 50 percent of values growing at 4.3 percent and the lowest 25 percent of values at 3.2 percent I'm sorry that's across the quarter so that gives you an indication of the fact that not all property values are growing at the same pace here in Brisbane it's definitely evident that the top end of the market is leading this price growth. And that's obviously um, being fueled by a lot of home buyers who are upgrading and taking advantage of um, the fact that interest rates are so low and that Brisbane is still very affordable. Yeah, we've seen that market move quite a bit. And it is interesting that that top part um, is the strongest um, in that movement side of it. Um, just a quick one on auction clearance rates. Um, we did see that, um, and auctions have never been probably the big trend in Brisbane. Uh, unlike other capitals, but um, there's a lot more interest in auction um, and the clearance rates in the last um, couple of weeks have been 70 to 80%. Consistently. And, you know, that's very high for Brisbane being a um, a location that doesn't typically conduct a lot of auctions. Um, we are seeing very high clearance rates compared to what we would typically see here in Brisbane. So that's an indication of the buyer demand that is out there. Um, you know, properties that are not selling at auction, perhaps um, because vendor expectations um, have moved ahead of the market because, you know, we're hearing and seeing on the news all the time that property prices are increasing and we still need to ensure that, um, you know, vendors' expectations are in line with where the current market is. So, yeah, even though there are uh, auctions have not been the big trend, a lot of properties that are selling um, under negotiation, um, those conditions are actually coming into that as well. So we're seeing people with very, very tight conditions, um, unconditional for finance is sometimes not uncommon. Um, it almost brings it back to that auction type of um, bidding, except it's a multi-offer as well. So um, housing side of things? Yeah, so breaking down that dwelling data into housing and unit markets, obviously really important because house price growth is um, ahead of unit price growth in Brisbane. So the unit prices are dragging down the overall dwelling values in terms of the um, the price growth when we record that. So for the housing sector, um, separately throughout the month of April, 1.8% growth um, we have seen throughout Greater Brisbane. That puts the 12-month change in Brisbane house prices at 9.6%, again, well above the long-term trend. So 
In Greater Brisbane, the median now is 621,806. That is Greater Brisbane. I'm not talking about Brisbane City Council region itself, so please keep that in mind. Um, basically, compared to just one month ago, um, the median for Brisbane has shifted about $13,800 more. So don't look at property sales from um, just four weeks ago and assume that they're still relevant. You can see there you may have to pay um, at the median price around $621,000. You may have to pay thirteen dollars to $14,000 more to secure the same asset in today's market. It gives you an indication of the, the rate of price growth here in the city. Yeah, I think just to be very realistic with people, if you're not from Brisbane, when we talk about that median price at 621, I think you said, um, look, you're really going to have to stretch that a bit higher to get something decent in the Brisbane City um, Council area. Um, so obviously those budgets need to be pushed up a bit um, and and not take that median into account. Um, just onto the unit side of a thing, last, last month we saw a bit of an increase. Yeah, and that trend is continuing in the unit market, which is very reassuring for those that hold these assets or are looking to move into these assets. So across April, another 1% growth in the unit markets, um, and that's now put the 12-month growth for units in Brisbane at 3%. So the median value across all of Greater Brisbane for units is $405,902. Um, that's just over $5,000 more than it was just uh, four weeks ago. So that gives you an indication of what's happening in the unit market. I believe based on what we're seeing um, and what the data is showing us that we have reached the bottom and we are just starting to climb on an upward trend once again. That, that will be interesting, the unit side of it. <clears throat> we don't. We haven't had a lot to do personally with our business on on the unit side of it. Um, we did develop some a few years ago, but back in about 2016, we saw cranes through the skies everywhere. Um, it's interesting when you talk about the uh, the building approval side of it for units and also the increase in the units um, in the prices there as well. Um, what will happen over the next couple of years with um, the construction of units and that side of the market, that'll be interesting to watch. Absolutely. We definitely have to keep an eye on the supply side of things because if we're going to see a huge um, number of new units being built again or a second wave of unit development, that may impact on unit price growth. So we will be watching very um, carefully to see uh, what is approved and where it is approved uh, to help you know local Brisbane buyers understand what future supply may be coming because obviously supply can impact capital growth. So we need to be very aware of that. And I, and I guess also the change of population. Um, we do talk about people from down south, people up here in, in Queensland, Brisbane, um, love their homes and their big blocks of land. Um, population changes, that also might change that side of thing, the way that people live up here in uh, in sunny Brisbane. So, I think also just off the back of that, you know, at the moment, you know, a lot of the units that have been developed in Brisbane really don't appeal to owner-occupiers. They've been built for investors, um, your cookie-cutter approach, two-bedroom, two-bathroom, very little owner-occupier appeal. So depending on, you know, what new developments are created or built, um, if they do appeal to owner-occupiers, we may adapt to a different style of living in Brisbane. As our population grows, we need to consider, you know, more dense living arrangements like Sydney and Melbourne. So time will tell and we will watch that space carefully. Is that your tip for designing for developers? Design <laughs> a little bit smarter and you'll sell your units. <laughs> it's not a design tip, it's <laughs> just uh you know helping buyers understand what type of products might um you know be in higher demand because when you're appealing just to investors you're really limiting your target market so 
obviously then the rental market you've talked about obviously the rental side of things previously as we touched on earlier what what are the numbers showing on that side of it well i think that this is all off the back of this trend we spoke about earlier um in relation to population movements there are more and more people moving into southeast queensland more and more people people relocating to brisbane itself and we are entering into an even tighter um vacancy period so what we've found between March and April is the vacancy rate citywide has declined further. We are now at 1.4% for our citywide vacancy rate. There are definitely locations that are in a situation of rental crisis. We are seeing um, some people looking for uh, rental properties that are finding it very difficult to secure them. People are offering up to six months rent in advance. Um, They are offering more than the asking rent just to secure a property. There's true upward pressure on rents as well. So, And it's all off the back of very tight vacancy in a lot of locations around the city and every month it just gets tighter. So if we go down into the, can you break that down into some areas? Yeah, so we run through a few of those areas. The Beanley Corridor is now at 0.5% vacancy. Um, So that's down 0.2% from last month. Um, The Brisbane CBD, this has been an absolutely miraculous recovery from 12 months ago. Now we're sitting at 4.4%. That is the tightest vacancy that we have seen since the, um, you know, prior to the peak oversupply came in. 4.4% is unheard of in the CBD here in Brisbane. That's down 0.8% from this time last month. So we are seeing a huge absorption of vacant units um, being occupied now and that's coming through in the vacancy rates to test your memory can you tell me roughly what it was about 12 months ago it was up around 14 percent in the brisbane cbd that's true that's a massive massive recovery absolutely now east brisbane currently at 1.1 percent slight tightening of uh, negative 0.1 percent across the month inner brisbane um 2.4 percent um a really strong recovery in the last month down a further 0.5 percent so ipswich 0.8 percent so it's tightened again in the last month, down 0.2%. No change in North Brisbane, 0.8%, still extremely tight vacancy there. Southeast Brisbane, down to 0.5%. So that was uh, further tightening of 0.1% across the month. Uh, Southern Brisbane, 1.5%. So we saw a further tightening of 0.2% there. And the final area, West Brisbane, currently at 1.3%, further tightening of 0.1% across the month. So you can see not all areas are exactly the same, but um, generally speaking, very tight vacancy throughout the city. And that's why we're seeing strong upward pressure on those rents, which we'll talk about next. So that, look, it shows why investors are probably moving back into the market a bit. With a rental market like that, interest rates so low, um, everything that's positive in the consumer confidence, everything we spoke about earlier, and you've got rental market with a percentage of vacancy rates like that, um, it does show why those investors are starting to sort of cr- climb back into the market up here as well. Yeah, we started to see those um, rental yields compress because property prices escalated rapidly. We've still seen a little bit of a lag in the, the rent that some properties are achieving when those um, tenancy agreements were entered into, you know, more than six months ago, anything that's being renewed, be sure that you are checking in with your property manager to um, make sure that you've got the the local um, most up-to-date market rent because rents are really on the rise. In the last 12 months alone, housing rents 
in Brisbane have seen an annual increase um, of 6.4%. So if you're not looking at an annual rent review uh, with your property manager as a property investor, you are missing out on the, the price growth that has happened. Some areas have grown more than others. So be um, really proactive in, in working with your property manager to, to determine what the actual market rent is in today's market. So over the last month, we've seen 1.2% uh, rise alone. So the rental price growth is starting to accelerate, um, and that is in line with the further tightening in vacancy. As fewer properties become available and more and more people need somewhere to live because they're relocating into Brisbane, people are paying more and more for rent. That's just an ultimate um, consequence of low or tight supply and high demand, and it is pushing those rental prices up. And um, again, in the unit market, we are seeing rental price growth as well. So not as strong as the housing market, but across the last 12 months, we've seen an annual change in unit rents up to 2.1%. But most of that has come in the last couple of months. So 1% um, rent price growth in the last month alone. So again, just make sure you are keeping up to date with the latest market rent. Yeah, it's interesting. I um, Definitely a good tip. Talk to you if you've got an investment property, definitely talk to your uh, property manager, review that. Uh, we're not saying you want to push the prices up and kick everyone out of homes, but um, you definitely want to review that, make sure it's up to where it should be and with the current market as well. Yeah, and I think that, as I mentioned before, those um, yields are being compressed to some extent. So, you know, we're looking at rapid price growth, but now we're getting the, the follow through of rental price growth. So um, that's reassuring for investors because the greater um, or the gross yields across Greater Brisbane are still at 4.2%. So, you know, it's a great opportunity to not only get capital growth, but a decent holding income, especially in a very low interest rate environment. When we're speaking to property investors and, and doing a strategy session with them, a lot of them are surprised at what the true holding costs are. A lot of Brisbane properties are putting cash in the bank when you're only leveraging at 80% um, loan to value ratio. So um, keep that in mind if you are looking to invest and park your money in a safe asset class. Um, we're happy to talk to you about that. So putting the data aside, what, what are we sort of seeing and what are our predictions or what are we what are we seeing here locally on the ground um, with, with buying houses, I guess? Look, I think that the best way to um, articulate what's actually happening on the ground is just to report on what we're seeing every Saturday by being out and about. And I think, you know, we are still lining up to get through some properties. Um, I think the lineups are not as long as they were probably yeah. six weeks ago. However, um, another indicator of demand is how many um, buyers are putting forward offers on property. And we are still seeing multiple offer with everything that um, we're certainly, you know, looking at for our clients. Now, you know, I, I read recently on... Um, a Facebook uh, group that, you know, someone wanted to invest in Brisbane, but they did not want to buy something that um, was, you know, under multiple offer. They preferred to find something that no one else wanted to buy. And they, they were asking the question, how do I find one of these properties? And my response was, why would you want to buy something that no one else wants to buy? Because if you are negotiating one-on-one -on -one in Brisbane right now on a property that is listed, um, that must be a very low demand property because everything that we're seeing, everything that we're buying is um, multiple buyers, multiple offers, um, sometimes more than 10 or 15 offers on a single property. Uh, that is a high demand property. That is the sort of property that will future proof 
Um, you, in the event you ever have to sell, you still want your property to be a desirable property that is in demand in a market that's not such a high demand property. So keep that in mind. Don't just go searching for properties that um, don't have the other competition from buyers right now because you might find that you've bought an asset that um, may be an underperformer and um, might be high risk if you do need to sell in the future. Yeah, and we don't see many properties at the moment get advertised with a price on them. Um, those that do definitely go well above anything they say offers over. Um, you can guarantee they're going to be over. Uh, in this is the areas that we obviously look in and where we buy. Um, anything else, there's generally not much of a price guide given to them. Um, you talk to the agents and they, they generally sort of say, well, we'll just see what the feedback is from people. Um, what happens is it'll probably go to market and on the Saturday the feedback happens pretty quick. You've got multiple offers happening and that there's your feedback. Um, so you've definitely got to do your research. You've got to know the market really well. Um, get some help if you need it. Um, that's what we do day in, day out. But just to get to know that market and what things are worth as well. Yeah, and look, the auctions that we've been attending um, throughout the last month as well, I think the biggest thing I'm noticing is that a lot of buyers uh, really don't understand the current market value. Um, they are getting blown away with that first opening bid. Um, and although there's a lot of registered bidders at a lot of the auctions that we've attended or been bidding at, um, not as many of those people that are registering are putting forward a bid. So it tells me that they are hopeful and turning up to auctions, expecting the price to be lower, but um, quite often not able to put a bid in because the price very quickly escalates beyond what their limit is. So I think there's a lot of buyers at the moment that really don't understand um, how much they need to pay to secure a property in uh, a number of different locations around the city. Um, so it's really important to be um, getting regular updates in terms of what is actually selling in real time to get an understanding of the current market. Yeah, it's funny. You, you talk to people and some people are a little bit scared off saying, oh, Brisbane's a hot market and I don't want to buy in a hot market, things like that. Um, I probably look at personally, I guess, and that's a positive. Um, as you mentioned earlier, if there's multiple people wanting to buy that property, to me, it sounds like it's a pretty good property. Um, it's in high demand. People want to buy it, um, which is, which to me, as I say, is a very, very positive thing to, to have. So um, look, I hope that's been helpful. We've given a bit of an update there for the month. Um, it's always good to get that update, get some numbers out for all the, the data people like yourself. Um, and um, look, I'll let Melinda wrap it up. It's been good talking again this week. Um, thanks very much for listening. Talk soon and bye for now. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind or, you know, through what we're seeing in the data that Brisbane is actually starting to shine. Whether or not this is the boom that everybody's been waiting for, time will tell how long this continues, but we're certainly seeing no slowdown uh, by being on the ground right now. So I hope that's been useful information. We do look forward to bringing you another market update in a month, but between now and then we will have some more, you know, useful information to share with you on the Brisbane Property Podcast. As always, if you like what you hear, please tell your friends and family about the podcast, especially if they are looking to buy in Brisbane. We do share lots of valuable tips, as you know. Until next week, um, have a great day. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature, and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes. And of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.